this bitch Take my taint to the eye Nobody's bitch Ain't nobody's bitch Take my taint to the eye Nobody's bitch Break it down Nobody's bitch Gonna take my taint to the eye Nobody's bitch Ain't nobody's bitch Take my taint to the eye Nobody's bitch Gonna break it down You know, a lot of you people are out there going through your day-to-day lives, trudging along, taking shit from people you don't want to be taking shit from. And I'll tell you right now, it's our responsibility here at Live from the Dutch Hall to set an example. It sure is. To show you guys what it's like when you got a set of balls in your pants mm. and you don't take shit from nobody. And that's what we do here at Live from the Dutch Hall, all but one guy playing the Cahoon tonight. Oh. You know, what? Well, we invited a couple people in the hall like to tell dick jokes, and they don't take shit from anybody either, but the only way we get to talk to them is by playing our theme song. So let's do it, boys. everybody live from the Dutch Hall. Uh, there we go. We got one of the greatest bands, well I'll say the greatest band in podcast history with a great uh, guest sitting in today. Oh yeah. We have the Nocturnal Emissions, led by the band leader Mike Bow, the Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar, Dave the Rooster Charters on the Calhoun today. Ooh. Whiskey Wes Hagen's uh, The Balls of the Band on Bass. And our special guest on guitar, Raiden Dekuman is here, everybody. Let's hear it for the Nocturnal Mission. And as always, beside them is our is my brother, bartender and bus driver. Triple B's of the Live from the Dutch Hall is my brother, Paul Van Dyke. Let's hear it for Paul. Hey, Paulie. And tonight is my great pleasure to introduce two guests who are returnees to the Live from the Dutch Hall studio. We have, uh, what is it, your 10th time? It's gotta be, <laughs> we gotta be getting him a jacket sooner or later. It's it's fresh off of opening for Jackass. Tyler Shazma is here, everybody. Let's hear it for Tyler. And also fresh off of his opening for uh, Jackass. From the show, uh, because of the Asians, you might remember him from that one. He's actually, I'll tell you, he's the comic I think about the most in the London scene right now. He's Matt Ferguson's here. Let's hear it for Matt Ferguson. Thanks for coming in, Matt. And as always, I am your host, two times President of the Club Award winner. Two times. Pete Van Dyke. Let's get on with the show, boy. Two times, two times. Two times. Not once, but twice. Back to back, actually. It was year. It was back to back. It was like a dynasty. Bitch. And then I decided to like coast a little bit, and then retire. I said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, I tried. I tried for about five years to get fired, and then uh, and then eventually just gave up and quit. And that's how it went. (laughs) Being fired would have been so much better, you know, because when you're fired, then you get like a whole bunch of stuff. They give you money, and they give you like uh, time to. Get another job if you wanted it, but they at least like give you the resources to do it, right? Whereas getting quitting, you get nothing. Not so, not so. You get much. walked out the door is what happened to me. <laughs> you walk out the door unceremoniously. It was awful. Did you did you uh, Tom Cruise it? 
I did. Well, what I did was I said at one point in time I said, "Can you just let me go talk to this other girl?" And then I went and gave a Tom Cruise esque speech oh, nice. to this one young girl in her mid twenties who I uh, worked with in in my home office before. Right. And I was just like, "Don't let them take advantage of you. They'll they'll like uh, make it work and and shit all over you and stuff like that." I did one of those speeches. Seal the best years of your life. Yeah. And I just ruined that girl's life. I like, <laughs> I like opened her, her mind up to what was really going to happen, and then she's probably miserable right now. Started <laughs> off a good day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was good. I, I got through it. Well, anyways, guys, I, I thought we would get started. We have a big. I mean, we kind of glazed over last week, but Dave, you got a, you gave us a thirteen-week commitment to the show, yes. right? I'm here all summer, all summer long. You've decided to be here, right? That so we're holding, you, we're holding you to that, and you're two weeks into it. And how do you feel, Dave? Is your focus became more on live from the Dutch Hall? I feel great. Mike Bow and I wrote a song last night over the internet. Whoa, the web. Oh, was that the one that you opened the show with? No, it's a different one. It's oh, a, a it's different a nocturnal emissions. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but Original. we're onto something here. Now, now I I see you and Mike talking like a collaborative effort, right in front of Steve, the electric <laughs> German, right? Like, Hurts. You know, you're and and Wes is sitting there beside you. And, Always, always the Ringo of the band, you know. Always bought, brought in the back and never, never talked about. And then there's Steve right here. You guys have established yourself as a Len McCartney of, of Nocturnal Emissions, one, right? One might say that. Whereas Steve is a like a George Harrison, a, right. a lone writing partner, and poor Ringo, <laughs> right? Ringo, Barely Ringo even crush the most puss though. You don't know that. Yeah, that's is that true? Yeah, from the back of the room. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet you he did though, because Ringo had those like he was kind of like the one that was attainable. Right. Of all of them. Right. The little short, older guy with the big nose and stuff like that. <laughs> like a little small town girl from Nebraska could probably fuck Ringo. Right. But she's not going to be able to fuck Paul. Yeah. <laughs> He's the cute one. Ringo's actually hanging out after the show, like looking for girls. Yeah. Right. He'll take a four. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> the other one's buses are full. <laughs> right. Ringo doesn't give a shit. He doesn't get any pussy back in Liverpool. Right. This is the best thing ever happened to him. He can barely play drums. <laughs> Quantity over quality with Ringo. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, he kept time. You know, that was nice of him. And then Paul fixed it in the albums, right, Brayden? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, we we usually save this for a segment we call feedback, but I can't wait for it. We're going to just give a sneak preview into it by talking to one of our, our great sponsor, Clean Flow. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Last, week, last week, we got delivered a bottle of, Paul, what is it? It is Northern uh, Northern <laughs> Harvest Rye Crown Royal. Northern Harvest Rye, which was uh, which was a court, uh, it's the name the number one whiskey in the world for 2016. He sent it in. He's really curious to have you and Wes's take on it. He, what, this is the message he sent to us. This is our sponsor, Clean Flow. He said, "Hey, Paul, Crown Royal Country Harvest was named the best. I just said that the best rye in the world for 2016. How does it rank in Pine Grove?" So the only way to do that, and he says, curious to see Whiskey West is uh, what Whiskey West thinks is what he said. He's an expert. So the only way for us to do this properly is to do a shot on the show, which we haven't done in a long time, and we don't remember Paul's potables anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, this is just going to be strictly a, a shot uh, of rye. A shot of rye, and let's. Uh, so everyone's got one in front of them. Let's receive it. Uh, let's just give a cheers. Cheers. Cheers to guests. Cheers to Clean Flow. Best yeah. sponsor ever. Hell yes. Oh, In it's fucking delicious. And down nice. it goes. You know what's like about it? It doesn't have that stink to it at the end. Nice after you had no aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. It's clean flow. Like you can still taste like you're drinking whiskey. It's got the burn or whatever, but it doesn't have like that, like mm. vomit. <laughs> inducing thing like, yeah. whatever at yeah the it doesn't kick the back of your throat like yeah. a fucking steel boot yeah yeah and give you the waterfall effect yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's ranked number one pine grove you like it paul yeah number one pine grove oh now is what it really now is where it really comes down to the man that won the whiskey contest hands down no one argues with it it's wes Hagens here wes the sponsor wants to know what you think you're the man of whiskey what do you think wes well, I think it was nice and smooth. <laughs> a little bit stronger, I think, than uh, than your traditional whiskeys. Does it have more boot alcohol in it? Nope. Forty. Forty-five percent. Oh, forty-five. Yeah. There you are, Wes. You tasted it just in in your uh, experienced palate. Right. Wow. Wow. Well, I think that what we've had here was a demonstration by of of Wes's great whiskey talent, and what I think this demonstrates to our other sponsors out there. I'm not going to name any of them. 
Why would but, you? But, but those other sponsors who are listening to what Clean Flow is doing, you know, or anybody out there with just bottles of whiskey that they don't know if it's good or not. Or steaks. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> Set it alive from the Dutch Hall, and uh, you know we got a we got a uh, what a whiskey sommelier here. He'll he'll test it out. Just send us a bottle, and we'll tell you how it tastes. <laughs> We're really good at it. That's why we brought him in. Thank you, and thank you to Clean Flow for being the best sponsor of Van Dyke Party Services. Yes, which is uh, really what they want to make sure that they are the sponsor of not live from the Dutch Hall, but Van Dyke Party Services, Michael. Well, they provided delightful coats, <laughs> and what we've done. You know what we did? We ever tell the people what happened in those coats? They no, disappeared. We, we haven't told the story. That's, yeah. Tell them what happens when you uh, give out the coats. This is what happens. Van Dyke Party <laughs> Services. It's, it's, you know, for those of you who don't who listen to the first time for the show, when Van, Van Dyke Party Services simply is this: most of you fuckers out there can't throw a party. You just can't. It's not fun what you do. You say it's a party, but when I get there, it's boring. Yeah. What are you having a housewarming party? Oh, it's terrible. Your house, I don't care. I go in there. It's got like, yeah, you got fruit on the table or whatever. Let's, let's have some small talk. It's all clean. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what are we going to some ta- cheese puffs over there. Yes, it is getting warmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. This party stinks. But what you can do is in, is hire the services of Van Dyke Party Services. That, I shouldn't have used services so much in that ad. A lot of services. A lot of services there. But use Van Dyke Party Services. What we'll do is send you between five and 29 Van Dykes. And we will come to your uh, party, and I guarantee you, and my guarantee is that we will do it for $100 of cold hard cash, plus our expenses. Our expenses will be dear, but you will have the best party you've ever had. And if you are not completely satisfied, we'll give you back your $100. That is a guarantee. We've only been hired once, and we've never given back the money. I'll tell you that, because it was worth every penny. No question. Now, what we did was we distributed these jackets that were given to us by our sponsor at CleanFlow, and uh, we gave them to oh, our cousins. Only to Van Dykes. Only to True Dutch, Blood. True Blood Dutch Van Dykes. You know, these are, these are first cousins, not by marriage, like charters. <laughs> and others. Right. <laughs> but real blood Van real Dykes. Blood. Yeah. And uh, we gave it to them. And I kind of expected, because it's between 5 and 29, and it's a revolving door policy, you know, that people would take the jackets, but at the end of the night, they'd give the jackets back. But I think there's some of these guys are using them out in the fields with their <laughs> with their labors. I I have a feeling they took it as a free jacket with their name on the back, and those things are never coming back. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so they disappeared at the end of the night. I believe there was one jacket left over. Yeah, it's in the back of my truck right That's now. That's it. Yeah, the rest are gone. Yeah, maybe never to be returned. Well, we're gonna have Til- to really go hunting for those Vandal. Till we get hired again. That's yeah. right. Well, we'll get those jackets back. I know where those guys live. All, I know where all of them live. Can't wait to be driving through Delhi and just see somebody on yep. the corner wearing Staff. one in front of KFC. Yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> that, is, that is not too far-fetched at all. Of harvest time. <laughs> yeah. Gonna oh, see yeah. It. yeah, I know. No, it was raining. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Poor guy riding his bike down the side of the road. With a Van Dyke yeah. Party Services jacket on it. <laughs> high vis, eh? High visibility. Yeah, yeah it is actually a perfect jacket. It's going to probably save a lot of uh, of guys' lives, you know? Yeah, for sure. Nice it, hood on it, too. Isn't, didn't they have to make a rule to put a, a vest to ride their bikes with vests? That because, is a rule, yes. Because too many uh, black guys were getting killed because they couldn't see them at night, right? Mm-hmm. That's a real rule they made around here because they were we were... Yeah, killing too many laborers, offshore yeah. laborers with their cars. Jesus. That's no, that is 100% <laughs> no, no, true. Yeah, yeah. I, almost, I almost hit two on the way here, no joke. They came around the corner, and they were in the shadow of a big tree wearing you, you dark clothes. You know you're talking about people like deer. You know that when you say that. Right? <laughs> it's a true story. Is were they happened. wearing their vests? They were riding the wrong way towards me on the wrong side of the road That's in a shadow of a big tree. <laughs> it's true, no man. It's dead true. No ve- well, hey, no vests. <laughs> They should wear their vests. It's a safety issue. I thought about it when I swerved around them. Yeah. You guys should have vests on. I enforce it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, and that's racist, right? Isn't I it? I don't think so. It's it, a freaking I, rule. <laughs> it could have been anyone on a bike. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, I know. But the, you, you, if 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 you're like an albino on a bicycle, you can see them from a mile away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is a racial thing, isn't it? I don't think so. Yeah, I, think it, I think it was just for anyone riding yeah. a bike. Anyone well, riding a bike now has to wear one. A vest. So. I think it's gone that far, but they probably really made sure you enforce it with your offshore workers. They do, right? They came short of saying because they are everywhere. They tried the first with the first. The first thing they tried was just to get them to smile, 
That's racist. That's racist. That's too far. <laughs> but it's a complexion thing. It's not a. Ra- <laughs> that's just a nut. All I could see was mostly their clothes. See, I'm that's learning. Like I'm learning. Ninety-five percent of what I could see was their clothing. Right. Okay, I got it. It's hard to tell where they're from. You think they were Mexico? No idea. Do you think they were just a regular guy that was a local guy riding his bicycle at a DUI? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> two of them, but two buddies <laughs> riding into Delhi to the LCBO, grab a couple of Mickey's. Well, I've, I, you can hit them just as easy, is what I'm saying. That's not them. If you if you don't see color like me, I'm blind to it. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. But you have to tell me I'm racist because I don't know. We don't know either. Yeah, you don't know either. No. If I'm racist. Yeah. Oh, it's because no, of, of my hickness, right? <laughs> it's hard to tell down here what's ignorance and what's racism. <laughs> we don't know any different. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm trying to say, I try to stick up for us, but I end up making it worse all the time. Anyways, I think we should get on to feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends from Amazon. If you'd like to go to my website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on either of the Amazon banners in Canada or the U.S., uh, you can do your shopping, and a little bit of that money will come back and help the show and help us. We actually filled up our board that was bought by this show. I can't even believe it, but that's by the people that used Amazon and stuff. So thank you for those that have done it and uh, keep doing it and uh you can also go to uh, my website and click on the vg meets coupon and bring that to either locations in simcoe and stony creek and get a you get a deal on some good freezer steaks or ground beef and um, mm. some of that money comes back and helps the show that's a nice Steak. time of year for uh, a good nice barbecue, nice barbecue. Oh, yeah nice yes. barbecue uh, t- meat tasting Mm. Hey, that sounds like a great I, show. I think whiskey. We already and did that meat show. That was before what about you? if we mix them together as one show? Whiskey and steak. And, yeah. Show. Mm. Now we're talking. We got LCBO coupons from our our best oh, sponsor ever. Ever. Best sponsor of all ever. time. And and we, we have. Uh, can cough up some steaks. And now, yeah, we just or need LCBO. <laughs> we need to twist those certificates. Will do. Those steaks. Mm. Yeah, You're hearing us, VG. You know, you listen to the show. I know you listen to the <laughs> you show. You driving to Stony Creek? Well, I'm saying it's summertime, you know. We've been talking up for a long time. All we want is a couple of steaks on a barbecue. <laughs> we'll throw it up. We'll build a fire in my backyard. I don't give a crap. We'll just cook a couple pieces of raw meat. Yeah. You it's know? no big deal. So yeah, no big go. deal. It'd be I'm, great. I'm telling dick jokes for free here, VG. <laughs> just send me a goddamn steak. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for the VZ Meats. <laughs> and uh, who else we got? Oh, Bushstock. We got Bushstock Hey-o. coming up. Hey. Uh, we already announced uh, the great Nocturnal Missions will be playing at Bushstock. It's official. Yeah. Tonight, Dave, can you do a drum roll on that thing? Yeah, there we go. Really? I, do it harder. Yeah, there we ah, go. Ah, lower. You have to stop eventually. Yeah. Uh, it'll be Crown the Lions going to be playing. Oh, Yes. So we got a back-to-back Mike Bow, uh, or not not necessarily back-to-back, but a double. Double, double shot. Yeah, we're a not double sure shot of Mike and when and how, but yeah, it's happening. And you guys have been working on some cool stuff, is yeah, what yeah. I hear. We've been, West. We've been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming along. Yeah. I'm excited it, for that. Yeah, it's exciting. We got. Yeah, you guys are getting pumped again. I see. I see you guys getting excited about. Uh, about uh, playing again, so yeah. I'm pretty excited to see you guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yes. we got a we got a cool gig with our buddies, uh, the Red Party Pirates in Norwich. Woo! Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a real so, barber. Uh, do you know the dates on that? Yeah, I want to try to do. It's uh, July 9th. It's uh, what, what's it for, Braid? I think it's the Lions. Something to do with the Lions it, Club or the, or the Nostalgia Legion. Nostalgia, Nostalgia Days yeah, in Norwich. It. Anyways, July 9th in Norwich. We're playing with our buddies, and it's going to be a kick-ass it's, show. There's it's a bunch like of a reunion, man. I can't wait it for is. that. That's it's gonna been be like sweet. 10 years. That's kind of like uh, going back in time a little bit to when those bit. guys used to play together quite a bit. Yeah, right? yeah. It's old old times. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. So, yeah, we're using that and getting pumped up for bush talk. It's great. going to be a good summer. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm really yeah. proud of you guys. Happy for that it's working out for you guys. Yeah. And um, did I... And I got booking on that, so I'll be getting ten percent, right? Is that what we talked about? Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, so I got. Bu- <laughs> well, maybe twenty, right? Uh, 
What? Oh, it's, it's 20. Yes, and probably he, 20. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. two bands. Well, I got 10 from you and 10 from them. Yeah. 10 plus 10. Yeah. I'm getting it's fucked 20. over twice. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might back you, back you a third time just to get another 10%. I just up. send you after Mur. I'll let him be my agent. <laughs> no, I'm your agent. <laughs> Anyone without talent becomes an agent. Oh. That's how it works. Isn't that how it works? I don't know. I don't know either. I've never talked to one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Bush Talk, though. That's exciting. Yeah, it's good. Anyways, that's our last sponsor. So if you want to go to the Facebook page of Bush Talk 2016, and you can see the lineup. They're going to be releasing uh, little bits at a time uh, on the lineup that's coming out and details on the campsites will be coming out. There's 500 campsites, so they'll be going quick. So if you want to get your name in there, go give them a message on Facebook and the Bush Talk thing, or you can probably figure out a way to... Where is it Where is it being held? What's the... Oh, Lakeside Vista. Oh. If you, you know, ever been to www.lakesidevista.ca? I have been. Yeah, it's a great. They show a great 360 view of the property because Lakeside Vista... Where the views are beautiful. And the memories are even better. There you go. And this 360 <laughs> video is a real delight. We nailed our sponsors this week, guys. I think we did a really good job. Yeah, we're going to get more of them. We're going to get that fucking popcorn guy yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. God, popcorn would be good too. Yeah, popcorn's it? good too. I, oh yeah, <laughs> I like popcorn. <laughs> it makes your lips so salty. Yeah, but I'm not gonna talk about specific popcorn till there's money in my hand. <laughs> right. Anyways, so um, what else do we we got this week? I'm just gonna talk. We got these. Uh, we we already talked about clean flow. So I want to welcome our list, new listeners this week. We got one from uh, Simpsonville, South Carolina, mm. and one from. Uh, a Barquisi Meto of Venezuela. Wow. They listen wow. to the... Uh, Participating uh, in Copa America. Yeah, they listen to the Detroit Rock City episode. Oh, nice. Jack White fans, apparently. Cool. Wow. Anyways, uh, this week, uh, I wanted to give uh, the first ever listeners, I think it's going to be cup, a couple of a week, a couple of the week here. A couple of the week. <laughs> You're the couple of the week, we'll say. Hey, wow. Because these, this is a, a couple of listeners... That sent us a picture of themselves. It was Mark and Sonia Rowan. They sent a picture of a shirtless Mark uh, and Sonia. Yes, ew. Hmm. Shirtless Sonia, too? No, Sonia was wearing full shirt. Unfortunate. (laughs) That's backwards. Yes, that was the opposite way in which we wanted to see that picture sent. It was... It was actually, a, that was quite disappointing. Mm. But still, because of their message, I'm going to name them a couple. Their message was, having a beer, listening to our favorite podcast... And you can see they're listening to Live from the Dutch oh, Hall on their nice. iPhone. That's pretty nice. That makes them... The couple of the week. They're the couple of the week. That's right. This is their week. It's your week. Yes, it is their week. So thank you very much. And if you want to reach out to us and give us any feedback, you can go to a, you can go to uh, Live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. Give me an email. You can give me any feedback that way. Or you can go to Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Periscope, Periscope, whatever the fuck is out there, I'm on it. Carrier right? pigeon. Yeah, that stuff. All of the things on your little doohickey. If you're, if I'm not on it, send me the thing. Do you send? <laughs> can we send ravens? Like uh, someone sent me one for kiwi. It's like an Australian one. Uh, that's a porn one. That's just girls <laughs> jerking off. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it all the time. Oh. <laughs> Well, that was a real treat for her to send that to me. <laughs> He's a premium. I, did member. you say girls jerking off? <laughs> Those aren't <Get> girls. <laughs> yeah. well, you know it, what we mean. I know it. Girls can jerk. They used to be There's girls. There's a jerk. Okay, girls squirming off. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, thank you. That's better, Tyler. Thank you very much for clarifying that. <laughs> and then, uh, so, where was it? So, uh, the only person we have left to deal with is a listener that's been with us since the very, very beginning. He gives us feedback another way on iTunes. He goes to our iTunes page and gives us a rating in which he's given us five stars this week. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. I'll sing the punchline if you want. Three, four. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to bed we go. Time for us. Smoke your hymen's broke. Hi ho, hi ho. We'd like to thank Chambers for that borderline pedophilia. 
Field pedophile joke. Yeah, Chambers came in in a huff. Yes. And, uh, he, he wasn't quite a huff today. Usually just a straight, narrow guy. And he throws down and he's like, I got it. He's I, talking about breaking a hymen, which I said, we're too old for breaking hymens. Yeah. You know? But he said, no. Time this for joke will smoke. stand. The joke will stand. <laughs> I like to smoke when I take a person's, uh, you know, purity away from her. And then he stormed out. Yeah, and then he stormed out. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. Real weird guy, that Chambers, yeah, but he's know. a great hes a great technical lead or whatever he is. He is a great technical lead. Yeah. When you need a technical lead, it's, he comes it's in. It's Chambers. Yeah. Solid. We need him to get our audio back in style. Last week was shit. Yeah, he wasn't around. Yeah, he wasn't around. Chambers took a week off, and we had our audio went to poop. Poop. Yeah, we need our technical lead back. You know what? That's it. We did it. We did feedback. Right. We did everything. Now we get to talk to our two guests. I got to tell you, I'm excited. These two guys I've been working with for the last little while in London, mostly. But they've been all over, and uh, they just opened for Jackass on Monday night at the London Music Hall. Uh, they are two good friends of mine, I'd call them, even though you say that when you're full of shit on the stage, right? But I consider you guys friends. Yeah, well, nice. yeah Tyler Shazma and Matt Ferguson are here. Let's hear it for yeah. them. Nobody's bitch. Yeah, they're nobody's bitch. So we'll start that. I kind of, kind of half-assed. One of the reasons I was thinking about nobody's, I ain't nobody's bitch this week. Well, some of it was because I felt I was being a bit of a bitch. Some of it was also because I was thinking about comedy, and me and you, Ferg, had a conversation where uh, you were talking about something, someone that. Um, was bothering you mm-hmm. or something because because you 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 the reason you're my you're my favorite comic in london right now is because i always end up thinking about your set the n- next day even when it goes bad yeah, i too. still think about it <laughs> because uh it's always interesting no matter where you go see you it's always interesting yeah that's very true you're you're such a memorable comic well, every you. time you're on stage it's you're gonna think about it the next day yeah and the one the one time who was there steve and dave were there yeah eh? yeah so you, you, I still think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Ferg was he- headlining that night, and you were. Uh, it was a it going was, last. He was going last. I was going yeah. last. Yes. Going oh, last. I thought I like to say headlining. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, I thought it was a big deal. Uh, it was a big deal. Ferg's headlining tonight. Continue. Anyways, <laughs> so I like to bring him back. Shower me. <laughs> so, anyways, I was. You we were. There was one guy. I went up a couple before you. Yep. Or a few before you. And there was one guy in the crowd who was uh, super laughed at every fucking joke. Yeah. Like every single joke. Like the guy had no. Pissed me off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it wasn't. What he's there for. No. <laughs> yeah. So we're, I milked it like nobody's business, right? Because I was like, I finally got a guy. He, I got a fist bump from the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. went up there and he was supporting you in exactly the same fashion. Am I right? Correct, yeah. <laughs> but but you did not... Is that the reason you didn't like him right off the hop? Is that he wasn't uh, uh, discerning enough? To be honest with you, it's just like... I just didn't like his face. Like, it's just like... <laughs> I just, no, I'm not even kidding. I just, I just didn't like him. I was in a shitty mood because uh, I had to go last and I don't like... Oh. It's just like I don't know. I, just I thought it was an it. honor. I really did. No, not at that room. You want to get in and get out? Okay, what room was it? Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was a. Tough, it was not a great crowd. It's just tough at like, yeah. like. And I'm super new. I'm not trying to sound like I'm fucking Louis C.K. But it's tough at like really loosely booked rooms where there's a lot of like super new people, and you have to go later in the night because you just have to sit there through it all, and it's like. Like a fucking ear beating, you know? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that guy just like, I just, I don't know, I was in a shitty mood and I just locked eyes with him. I'm like, I'm just going to fuck with you the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So you got him to the point where he went from being like super laughing at everything and and then you got him to the point where he's crossed arms. That's what, that's what I knew I had him. And then asking if he had any jokes. He's asking if you had any jokes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, like, we're. I was laughing my ass off because like, uh, I was really yeah. enjoying the whole transformation of what happened to the room and what you did with it. Like to me, it was great to watch the psychology of the whole thing go down, you know. But uh, so, but uh, this kid was so pissed off, and then you went into your jokes, right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. yeah which is perfect, right? So then that got me thinking that you know Louis C.K. has got the theory that he kind of like kills the room, kills the mood of the room, and then he can test his jokes out. 
to see right. if his jokes are any good. Right. Is any of that into your mind, or is that just a, a, a unique byproduct of the way you felt that night? It's usually not that, although I have purposely dug myself holes just to see if I can get out of them because yeah. not at a good like a like not at a big like you know yeah, book yeah. show but like at some shows I will just kind of do yeah. some shit that I know I maybe shouldn't do or that's risky and then just see if you can get out of it yeah, because yeah. if your jokes can get you out of a room where you just alienated a fucking guy and like yeah. everybody's kind of like what the what's your problem yeah, yeah. and then if you can still make your jokes work after that and, and I've probably seen you do, do it. okay yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, it's never that. It's rarely ever that on purpose. So I just I'm an asshole. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun to watch though, because it does test your jokes out. And I've seen I've seen you do it, where you've alienated yeah, almost I've the whole it. room, and then you've got them laughing even though they hate you. Yeah, yeah. You, you're the best at that. <laughs> I win. Yeah, yeah, you win. Yeah, that's a good joke. You got to keep it right. Yeah, like, that's yeah. how you know it's it's good. Like I love wrestling, right? And I think of Ferg as like a bad guy wrestler <laughs> when he goes up there. Like he can, uh, like he he can still captivate the crowd, but then yeah. but be make them not necessarily like you. Yeah, yeah. Like they you're not trying to be the likable guy up me. there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes you more likable, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't give a shit is what makes is the likability factor right? to me to a guy like me. I've only like I've only been doing stand up for a year, which is a fucking it's insane, super short amount of time. But like. I don't know. I feel like uh, I I don't really know the formula. It's just I've never really had something go completely off the rails. So it's like I don't know if it's just the way people perceive me. It's just like I got lucky in the way that they maybe nah. it's the way I look compared to my material. But I don't know. It's, it's no. I think it's, it's, it's the jokes. You're you're not afraid to learn. You right. get that you have to learn in this, yeah, and you're only you're in, but you know that you're learning. So when something like that happens, you're like, okay, I'm gonna take something away from this because you go back home and you think about comedy yeah yeah but you also started out with probably some good jokes in your toolbox right yeah because you're a hell of a hard good worker and yeah you like write I, good I write jokes. a lot like i i joke right. right like a lot of my shit's actual jokes it's not so much yeah. a story or whatever like i like to write jokes i like to write absurd shit. when you have when it that's what i think is that it comes down to jokes is that when you have jokes you have a net to fall back on because right. those jokes will always be there if you have your your jokes and you right. can still do your other stuff if you want to like toy with the crowd or yeah. go exactly. into something like storytelling or a little bit more existential or something like that you can do that but then you know if you start eating shit you still got these tools in your toolbox to fall back of on of course jokes, right? last night it happened to me I, I ate I ate a thousand rubber fucking dicks on stage <laughs> like, rubber dicks I didn't even want to be there well they weren't real dicks I didn't even want to be there like and and I knew I didn't want to be there I knew I was bombing and I was just like let me bomb and then somebody just said out like oh you'll get through this man I'm like no don't even try to coax me through this it's just worse. let me do it I let me scrape my teeth across the floor for fucking five minutes yeah. please I need this <laughs> like you need to do that all the time yeah like I what? I had all my jokes I could have went and just Threw it on autopilot and did a joke, but I'm trying to work on shit, and I'm like, let me just fucking pound my face against the floor for a bit yeah, yeah. to try something. This this actually like relates to something. I kind of started a bit of controversy on Facebook the other day, which is nothing new. <laughs> I love your I love you. your social You're media crazy game. on yeah. Facebook. I, I love it. But I just had a post about how like there's photographers and these people that are coming to like oh, basically a, what's an open mic, and they're taking a bunch of photos of comedians and writing like a review of the show on Facebook as if it's like their job but it's like they don't understand at an open mic I'm going in there with nothing like I'm, like, yeah, I'm yeah. just concepts and new new jokes and shit so it's super frustrating yeah for if somebody to review my material when you're writing especially when I know that there are yeah. other people there who are just doing their they don't work as hard they're just doing a tight like their yeah, yeah. their regular material it's like I don't care if you take pictures, but don't fucking review my material. Yeah, yeah, and compare and shit like that. You, you can know? never compare an open mic to the whole thing because every given night you're you're thinking of something different. Like sometimes yeah. I want to change the order of my jokes, but the same jokes. Right. So I'm, but I'm changing the order of them to see if it works better, or, or I'm changing the the. I, I mixed two jokes together yesterday to see if I could 
make one exactly. two jokes in a one and, you know? and all we have are those open mics to work on that we can't sit in our bedroom and pick away at our fucking six string and, <laughs> does this sound good in the mirror yeah. why are you looking over here and your mom's in the other room going you suck yeah like, you can't sit at home just talking about your fucking balls in front of a mirror and know if anyone's gonna think it's funny or not so you have to go try things out and take risks and fuck around with the crowd and be in the right headspace there's so many fucking variables yeah 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 and it's like super frustrating too and like somebody who doesn't do comedy will come up to you after a set and it's usually like the the review type people i'm talking about but they'll come up to you and like almost try to like give you advice or like make you like oh like that was good but if you like the middle fell off a little bit. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fucking... If it was bad, just look away when I walk by. <laughs> Do that. It's, yeah. it's so weird to be doing this in the time of social media because that wasn't around for the guys before us. Right, right. And there's so many people that use that to their advantage. And of course, like that's the only way to book shows. But it's like... So many Let people can know, just take yeah. a picture of an open mic and put it on stage or put it on the internet, and then it's like, well, that's this person doing comedy. And they, all they have to do is let you know if they're going to be saying, "I want to, I want to tape this and put it on social media." I'll be like, oh, "Okay, I'll give you something better." Than I better. the way I deal with it is I just don't look at the internet side of it. I'm like, I'm working on my shit. I'm, I'm gonna fucking eat shit. I'm gonna work on my stuff until it's good. So I'm not even gonna look at people posted shit about me on the internet or posting about my shows on the internet because I don't care. I'm doing it until it's me. Like, it's got to be right for me and I have to like it before I'm going to tell people about it. Right, right, right. I guess You know, like... The internet, for, for, the internet keeps me up at night. It's the opposite of him. Like he tries to avoid it. Yeah, I just listen to punk rock and go to sleep. Like I just, I'm just fighting battles out there, you know. Like yeah, but you're, 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 you have a, you still understand what you're doing. Yeah, it's just it's uh, because of the nature of what the game is now is that you have to get yourself, uh, you have to become get people engaged in Matt Ferguson, you know, com- get people engaged in Tyler Shazman. Comedy's a weird thing though because it's like to? you can. You can <laughs> You can get people to engage in what you're doing, but it's like it's almost like if you're super new like I am, you, you're almost not allowed to have an opinion in comedy circles if you're not five or ten years in, which I get. Like if it's that's the same as that, that's probably the same as in any guy's line of work, though, don't you think? Like if you that's you had to pay your dues be, yeah. at the beginning. But, but the issue I run into is this: I, I get it if it's an issue of comedy and we're talking having a discussion about comedy, and uh, you know I'm not entitled to an opinion on that yet. But if it's an issue inside of comedy that's dealing with morale, like more or like yeah, yeah. something Etiquette. like that. Yeah. Why can't I have an opinion on that? Yeah, sure, yeah. I don't know anything about comedy, but if we're talking about you being a fucking scumbag or like this yeah. or that, and it's involved in comedy, right? I hate when people say you can't have an opinion on that because yeah. I will. Even the know? issue of joke stealing, like let's take joke stealing as an example of what you're saying. Right. Like, um, like if a guy brand new can still have an opinion on what what a guy that's never been in it, like a guy like Charter's never told a joke, nothing's never said anything funny in his life, right? <laughs> right? Charter's here. If he was to, um, if what was my point? I fucking. I lost. steal your jokes. Yeah, if he if he had an opinion on stealing jokes on joke stealing, like if he didn't like Carlos Mancia because he was a joke stealer or something like that, then he would have the right to that opinion, but it wouldn't carry as much weight as a guy that's a comic, and then. A guy that's a comic, I guess it would make you just your opinion would just carry more weight as you. Yeah, as long as your opinion on the subject that isn't comedy. But to not have a right comedy, to have the opinion is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just like, but you can have an opinion on like say the the morality of an issue that's inside of comedy, but you may cross over to a line where you're being ignorant because you don't know enough about comedy. So it's like it's a fine line yeah. to walk between the two. Yeah. But it's it's all just kind of fucked because like what. Yeah, a yeah. lot of times older comedians will just immediately shut you down with the years race. It's just like, yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, and I get but it. But it's the, uh, what's also true is that at the point where you are in your life, you think the way you do, yeah. right? And so just because that guy's got thirty years of experience and he thinks the way he does, though there is wisdom in that, he's talking. His wisdom was gained thirty years ago, when he when the world was different. Yeah, and there's a cer- there's certain amount of experiences that you've had. That he can learn from that, you know, that uh, you don't get that. I mean, wisdom is a weird thing, right? Yeah, but like because we're in this weird time now where we can hear about every comic before us and their struggles. I think people now are like, well, I get it. I get it. 
early on. Right. And I think you have to learn yourself. You have to go out and fucking scrape your knees a bit and figure it out. Like, we can learn little things from listening to podcasts and listen, reading yeah. people's books. but all, YouTube. And YouTube and stuff. But I try to stay away from that and go out and figure it out for myself. Drive to a shitty fucking show in the middle of nowhere but it's with a, a shitty booker and learn about that and be like, oh, this really sucks. I don't... Or, like... Learn what I can say. Get yeah, but it's a lot. With. It's a lot harder, though, isn't it? Though to do it that way rather than like yeah, try to harder. learn from other people that have gone through. In, it. in a sense, you it can is. shortcut it a bit. It. But at the same time, I think ultimately, and I, again, I'm a year in, so I'm a fucking nobody. But I think ultimately, you're going to be better if you go the route of just finding it out for yourself. Exactly. Because right. Can we talk about this? Uh, the real points of this one. Yeah. Okay. So like, this is on on Facebook. This was a, good, a kind of an interesting one. Uh, there was this contest, uh, SiriusXM. Oh, we're gonna go into the whole. Can we do it? Yeah, we can. I guess. Yeah, it's another. It's it, a. It's a cool. This is a real. The whole thing's silly to me, but yeah. Well, whatever. So there's a there's a, a there's a SiriusXM comedy contest. A guy puts a message out on one of our uh, 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 boards on Facebook or whatever, saying uh, that he would uh, provide you with uh, coaching services. And this is an experienced comic that's been around for like 30 years or something like that, right? He's a super well-known, well-respected guy. It's not like he's a, a fucking nobody or whatever. So. No, the guy's and, been around. We And we all know that. Yeah. And respect that yeah. and love that. Right. Then nothing's being said about that. But then the, the the he offers his services, right? Because no comics make any money, right? Right. And he has to find a way to make money or whatever. So he, he offers his services, say, I can, if you want to pay me, I can. Your point, Ferg, you want to make it? My whole thing was just, uh, there's a few different issues that I had with it. Mainly, it's just that he only posted it in the London and Windsor groups. And for me, that's an issue because I know that the Toronto and Hamilton group, they're a lot more advanced as comedians, and they would be less apt to, more likely to actually to see something like that and be like, this is kind of weird. Because we're more emerging, like younger, yeah, younger like, comedy group. I don't know, just you don't, you kind of have to go out and grind and just figure it out. Right. And like, my only real issue with it, I... And he he apologized for that though too, or he said that he that he didn't his that wasn't was, his intention. His pitch, his pitch was gross. Like that's that was my issue with it. It was like, are you serious about winning the Sirius XM contest? Oh right, right. If you are, I could help you. And it's like nobody in London A is even going to get into Sirius XM because it's fucking ridiculous. It's it's, to get it's into. a contest for established comedians that are working really hard. Like there's some great people in it yeah. this year. And B, yeah. if you're paying somebody to help you win the Sirius XM, you will not win the Sirius XM. That's just a fact. Like you just yeah. won't. I like I like you and Shaz together because you and Shaz together is like there's like. Uh, what Ferg says, and then Shaz like softens the blow of it, right? <laughs> do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> you say something horrible, and then Shaz softens it by saying nice things about people. Yeah. You know, we're all saying nice things about you. We get it. We're not fucking anybody over here. We're just talking about yeah, the thing. The, at the issue, I just like I'm just like to be I know nice you're to nice. Everybody. You're very nice guys. <laughs> you're very good, nice guys, Shaz. So we, we, I, I really didn't uh, just to say I didn't mean to stir up a bunch of shit, and it did. That was huge. Like that went ev- like all yes, through the comedy scene. I didn't say anything fucking rude. I wasn't disre- disrespectful even. I, no, I, said, I, said, I, w- I said, I know who you are and I respect what you've done in Canadian comedy. However, I have questions, which is my right to have. Yeah. It's, again, like we just talked about, it's it's an issue of morality or like, yeah, yeah. it's not, you know. And yeah. that's what I loved about it. It's when I reread it over and over again to make sure there was no lines crossed and there weren't. All you did was ask a question as a young comic, and then your head your head was had for. You stuck your head out there, right. and it, it was got seen hit. as the line that was seen as disrespectful. I think was the one that said, "If you're if you need the service, then you're not going to win that contest anyways," or something right. like that. That was the one I think was the one that was a big sticking point. I also just worded it, and what people told me it was kind of a catty way, because like his whole catchphrase is like the A thing, and at the end I put like, I oh. "Hope you're not taking advantage of young comics, because that would suck." A. I did. Yeah. I honestly didn't do it out of, out of a out of a rude place. I did it almost out of a sign of like respect, like like paying homage to like I know who you are. Yeah. And yeah. Use your catchphrase while I ask you these questions. And, right. and what I thought the shitty thing was, yeah, yeah no problem. But what I thought the <laughs> shitty thing was. A lot of anybody that had like a very negative reaction to what Ferg had said, anybody that really whacked him over the head for sticking it out there, are guys that haven't seen him and don't know him personally and don't know the type of comic he is and don't know how hard he is actually working and how he's out there every night and he's trying to learn. So he was 
asking a question in a cheeky way right about comedy but the like, other the other really do i have to pay should should i be paying to get people to write jokes for yeah, me or Chaz, Chaz, who gives a shit though like in the end of the day who gives a shit if uh oh, he pissed God. somebody off don't people no, know his name more it's a good more? thing that he pissed the people off that's what i yeah. no, now they do know who he is and they're probably going to want to see Zach cuz he is a hard working funny fucking guy you're more interested than some guy being nice all the time just saying good job or whatever you know what i mean like at least if you're <laughs> thought provoking right <laughs> no i'm i'm saying i I'm, I'm actually putting talking about me not you, because yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm not stirred what, up. That's what that's what I love about what Matt does on the internet, and it's just he puts he puts it out there, and he, we need guys like that to stick their head out and ask questions. Well, at least you're engaged in the process. It's like if in, in Dave, uh, even in your line of work, you know, if you have a certain person who's uh, you have the same, you can notice parallels between this sort of world and what you deal with on a day to day basis, right? About people that are like engaged in their in the the work and people that are like not not they're just like mailing it in oh yeah definitely and a guy who's going to be sitting doing a, a, a message like that in our world is a guy that's engaged in the process you know he's a guy that's actually cares about what's going on yeah paying attention to it and participating in it yeah, if yeah that's i can, asking, I can handle an thing? asshole if he's if he's engaged and and he's not thank you yeah <laughs> right my, my, i know exactly what you're saying there's like there's People, I don't. Lazy is not the right word, but there's, there's the people who are mailing it in, like you're saying. Yeah. If they're assholes, then I can't stand them. Right. But the guys who are trying and you know who want to get better. Yeah. And they're just assholes. Like you can deal with that. If you're indifferent to the situation, then why comment? You're on no it? good. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. my bottom line on that whole thing was my my biggest problem with it was there's so many young comedians in London, and I'm only a year in, but there's people who are right. like, even you know newer than that, and they don't know any better. So like. I don't want to see somebody, if I was walking down, and this is an extreme example, but if I'm walking down the street, because people told me you could have just scrolled down that post and not posted anything, and I could have. Right. This is an extreme example. But if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody reaching to grab somebody's purse or their wallet out of their pants, yeah. I cannot say anything then, too. But if I think somebody's going to get taken advantage of, I want, I want to ask right. a few questions. Like, hey, what are you doing? That being said, you know, I've always had mentors in my life, you know, like when I worked in as a banker or when I worked any, any time in my life, I always had a mentor to like learn from. Right. And there's like value in it. I can understand the guy's point, you know, that there's could be value in it, you know, and what he's what his services are. But when it comes to art, you know, when it comes to like a guy who's creating, you can't make a guy funny. You can't. You know, you can only make a funny guy better. You can't make a guy funny. And that's yeah. that's the that's that the real argument of this is okay. Say, fucking Joe Blow comes off the street to this guy that we're talking about and says, "Hey, uh, I want I want to I want to use your services." So, buddy, the comedian, the pro, watches this guy's set. Right. He knows this guy's never gonna go anywhere with comedy. He knows he's not even gonna be an open micer. He's not good. Like he can't even get by. You think he's not gonna take his money? Right. He's yeah, gonna yeah. take his fucking money. Yeah, yeah. He's and that's not disingenuous tell. to me. Yeah, kind of yeah. gross. So yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah. I thought we were gonna I, talk about drugs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is so much more interesting. There's a no, uh, drugs are way more interesting than comedy. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Drugs are like the drugs do the thing until they don't. It's like I mean until you <laughs> and, and you take them too much and then they don't work anymore, right? And you just become an old horse like me that you can't even give them enough. So I got to keep switching drugs. That's what you do. You got to yeah, switch. So you don't it get up. used to one. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Too See, much of one. You got I'm such a straight laced guy. I, I, didn't, I didn't learn from it. I learned from you guys. So, so this is how you do it, right? You it's have another to mentor for you. Another mentor. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'll. I'll, I'll take a mentor in anything, right? I can learn from anybody. Like I learn from my kids. Like anybody that I can learn from, I will, right? But like, so this. These guys know more about yeah. drugs than I do. But. Uh, no, with that comedy thing, it, it's all it's you switch all back done. to comedy. It's you go all, to comedy, drugs, comedy, now. drugs. Right back. All right. I, I, it's 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 water under the bridge now. It's over with. You stuck your head out, asked a question, a question that like if you would have just came to any of the mentoring comics that you have, which you have a ton of mentoring comics that look out for you, you'd ask the same question and be like, oh yeah, that's fucking weird. Like it's a weird thing. Yeah, but the same token. But the same thing. You put it out there publicly. Yeah. And now it was there for a bunch of people to see, and I think a lot of people learned a lot from it, so it's a good thing. Yeah, but also then the same, I would say, Ferg, that your point is well taken about the other one, but in your case, 
because you're a good joke writer and you've got a good act and you're new into it, you may there's definitely stuff if you had a, a time to sit down with that guy and pick his brain, you're gonna learn stuff from exactly. him, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you, is, you, you don't whether or not alert. whether you want to pay for it, and how much you want to listen to is the is the question, right? In the small time I've been doing this, what I what I think is that how hard you work is your currency. That's your currency that you pay pros with. Yeah. So I work really hard. I go to a lot of out of town shows. I put a lot of miles on. Pros see that they help you for free. That's with no currency. sticker on your car, oh, right. with no yeah. license. I've been, on your I've been car. driving for six. I've been driving for six months without a valid sticker, and I go out of town like every night. I don't give a fuck. I guess I do what I want. Ain't nobody's Ain't bitch. Nobody's bitch. Ain't nobody's bitch. <laughs> no, you know, no, that's that's the bottom line. Is you are a hardworking comic, and people are gonna realize that whether or not you're fucking sticking your neck out on Facebook. So it's a good thing that you did it. But when people don't know who I am, and like I heard you saying when I was outside there, like people don't know who I am. They just assume I'm some fucking idiot that does a mic a week and doesn't know what he's talking about maybe. Yeah. You know, which I, may, I probably am an idiot. But and that's where the internet clouds things. People yeah. don't actually see how hard working you are yeah. and how much you care about this. Because you're a guy who cares about this. And there's only certain people that care about this. Yeah. You're a guy that cares about this. You have a fucking studio in your pool house with <laughs> fucking tobacco farmers coming over and playing guitar. Yeah. Like, it's just about caring about well, it. What, yeah. I, what I took away there's from no that. There's no benefit other than... It's about caring about what you do, about your, what you're putting out, your art form. So you're just asking a question and trying to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, I did like a quite a bit of mushrooms after that whole thing happened. <laughs> no, this is for I real. This is, yeah, it's for real. I fucking... So all that happened and one of the pros was Back like saying... Jobs. Saying like, I'll never, I'll never know who you are and all this shit. And in my head, I was like, Yeah, you fucking will. Like five years, I'll, I'm gonna work really hard. And then like, I did all these mushrooms and I had like this really fucking, you know, like moment where I was like, Why, why let somebody else's negative energy pave my path to success? Like, why let, why let that guy's bitterness be the reason that I'm gonna be successful? Exactly. Why not just forget that person right. and be successful by just being successful and not even worrying about it? Just working yeah. hard at your craft and what you do and what makes you you and what makes yeah. you so fucking funny and what makes you be able to open for an act like Jackass and get really gigs the, all over. You get gigs all over Ontario. You do you do gigs <laughs> in towns that I haven't. You're even You're like been one to. of those hype men that sits in front of Tyson and just yells like. Uh, I got it. He's a champ. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best, man. I'm gonna start talking for you. <laughs> sometimes no, you're like, shit, Ferg. I'll I'm tell you like, that right I now. Sometimes I you, down I, you eat a lot of dick. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the worst bombs. Worst bomb ever. Can you got one yet? Yeah, last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I missed it then. I one thousand it. rubber dicks. Last night's up there. They happen. They happen all the fucking time. Uh, like, it happens to me all the time. You don't have a, a memorable story of where you've really just walked out of there with your. There's. There used to be this uh, place in Toronto called Village Vapor. Right. It was a vapor lounge in, in the village. And, uh, Is that the place you took me? Uh, no, no, we went to Vapor Central. Oh, Vapor Central. <laughs> which oh, I got that which is a nice upscale vapor lounge. Oh, yeah. I like that Vapor clear, East. That clears things up. <laughs> there's, there's so many vapor lounges. You can work nothing but vapor lounges in Toronto. It's vapor great. Central. But uh, Village Vapor used to have three shows on the weekend. They'd have a show on Friday night. They'd have a show at 4.20 on Saturday and a 4.20 show on Sunday. And there was this resident heckler there named Rudiger. Oh, yeah. And like I was like three weeks into comedy or something. And I was there on a Friday night, which was like the bigger night. There's like disco balls and lights going off and like all these people. And this guy dressed up like an escape mental patient, which he probably was. Yeah. And he was like wearing rubber gloves and like a hat and just doing this cackle. His name was Rudiger, or that was the name of the comics that gave it him. Yeah. And, uh, he just yelled at me the entire time. I don't think I said three words. <laughs> like, this dude is cackle like, ah, your mom, your mom, your mom. Ah. So I was just like, I think I said something about bees being sex trade workers for flowers. And then just was silence and just let him yell at me. And then I, it, I was like three or four weeks into comedy. It was like a crazy place to be. And then I ended up going there like every weekend. And he would be there every weekend. And you just learned to deal with him. It was like a learning process. Oh, yeah. And I would go do three shows there a weekend sometimes for, for a while. For like a good six months. He was months. always there. Almost every time. It yeah. was insane. <laughs> but uh, last night was fucking terrible for me. But I knew I had things I could do. But like... It was just comics around the perimeter of the bar, 
it was the first time like I remember those days for being back in Toronto because in Toronto you would do four nights, four sets a night. That would be like that, just comics around the perimeter of the bar. You're not talking to anybody, mm-hmm. and I, it really got me back into that last night. It was fucking terrible, but it's, it happens. <laughs> I worked that same show. It there happens, was one girl. Man. In the crowd. It, it, it's a learning curve, like to do jackass and like 350 people on Monday and then go right back to that. There's no way I'm going to get nothing yeah, but a half-eaten have... premise. Like It's like yeah, having you... a ham sandwich wrapped in cellophane in the back pocket while you're working in tobacco. <laughs> it's just warm all day. Are you going to go try to eat that at lunch and make it good? No. It's, like, it's comedy. The, the lettuce is wilted. Oh, the cheese, the cheese is, is all melted. Mayo's hot. <laughs> that, that hot serrata wrap on an August day. Like, come just on. call this episode Hot Mayo. Hot Mayo. Hot Mayo. Mayo on an August day. Yeah, hot mayo. Rain suit farts. I was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Hot mayo. I was I like at uh, Kaylee House in Hamilton one time. Uh, it was only a few months into comedy, and uh, it's a patio show. It's outdoors, so yeah. it's already just kind of fucked, and, like, there's nobody there. There's a few people there. It's like an open mic, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was trying to rip on this guy in the crowd because my jokes weren't going good, and, uh... He was wearing, like, a hat, but only had, like, half of the brim on it. And I was like, where's the rest of your hat? And uh, nobody laughed. And then his friend, the girl sitting beside him, just went, where's the rest of your fucking jokes? And the whole place just went, oh. And I was like, and for the first time ever, I had nothing to say. I was like, yeah, you win. And I just got off stage. I was like, just went home and wrote for, like, three hours. There's nothing more motivating than a huge bomb, eh? Especially from, like, a chick who's not even a comedian. She's just sitting there, and I'm trying to, like, make fun of her friend, and she's just, like, Literally, just I've never been owned that bad. Like maybe even in real life. Yeah. So she was so quick. The timing too. Oh fuck yeah! It's it's the worst when you get a person in the crowd that's funnier than you are and they kill you. I had to just I had to say it too. I was like you like I I couldn't even. What am I gonna say? Yeah yeah yeah. I get beat a lot because I'm not as funny. But you there. um, I was in uh, that one time in uh, at Poachers where they had an awesome crowd. It was like a hot crowd, you know, and uh, we had to play the big room. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yeah, night? yeah, because the guy brought like forty of his friends. Yeah, yeah, and I went up after that I wasn't guy. Wasn't there that night? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's the one I ate. The, I ate the most shit ever. By the end, I was just kind of babbling. <laughs> I went out early. They were good when I went out. Yeah, you you nailed it, and then and, and everyone's coming off going. I can't even believe it. I I I told shitty jokes and did a little bit of weak crowd work, and they love me. They right. love me. So I'm all full of confidence. I'm just gonna go in there and. And be able to write it out my old jokes, and Sling they hated dick. me so bad. <laughs> they, they it was all college kids, and they just fucking hated my old ass. And then at the end, I'm telling you, I don't even know why I make jokes about my wife. I, I love her; she's the only thing in my life that's going well right now. I was like breaking down, you know. I was just like <laughs> starting to down. admit my uh, my own faults in life, coming to conclusions yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's just looking at me. You know how they look at you and they hate you for it. Yeah, they look at. <laughs> They look at me and they feel sorry for me. You don't want that. They feel pity. It's worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather be hated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're, if not, you're, you're not hated for it. You're very much loved. <laughs> no, no. By the eight people who know me. <laughs> By me, at least. Yeah. Oh, man. Shaz is a Mr. Positivity, eh? That's why I hang out with him so much, man. I'll be like wanting to smash my face through a window and he'll be like, it's not that bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> get a beer or something. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Nothing can be that bad. <laughs> like, I've seen some horrible shit, but it's never been that bad. I'll be complaining <laughs> that my organs hurt. He's like, I only got one kidney. He's like, fuck. <laughs> How bad could my life be? <laughs> Fuck life, man. Yeah, it's, I really, I really wish I was more like you, Shaz, but I'm not at all. I see it as weird to me, like the to be so happy about things and look at all these positive. I always look at the. No, I, I'm very miserable. But. <laughs> you're not. You're not miserable. You're. You're anxiety. You're full of anxiety. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like I was leaving that show last night. I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm gonna take off. And he's like pacing back and forth. He's like, oh, uh, uh. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with anything. It was just like a very simple thing. Uh, it keeps are... me looking fit, though. 
Yes, it does. Because <laughs> I'm always pacing around and doing handstands before I go on stage and like run around like a crazy person. Did you know that when Shazma gets hammered drunk, he ages 40 years? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like he fucking, it's sick. He ages 40 years when he gets drunk. How so? Like he becomes decrepit. My face just his turns into that of an old man. Oh yeah. His bags <laughs> under his eyes. He starts shitting himself. <laughs> I get real slow I start talking real slow. <laughs> it's true. It's really fucking scary. It's his teeth. It's weird. Yeah, my teeth are falling out because I <laughs> keep f- hitting them off the pavement all the time, you know? <laughs> it's tough, tough to be old. It's hard. You know, you're... <laughs> you go down to computers and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. They should count your age by how many years you have left. No, 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 because you never know. <laughs> Tomorrow could come. Tomorrow never really did come, really. No. You're Clement. <laughs> My old man's fucking Clement, man. I, I do it. We just did. Uh, That's some inside baseball. I've been working on this show with Aaron Allen called Pop and Chip Party. It's going to be a sketch comedy show. It's really fucking weird and dark. And uh, me and Aaron Allen have been working on it for the past, like, half a year. More than that now. And I get to play an old man, and it's my favorite thing in the world to play an old man. <laughs> and I do base it off of our old computer teacher, Mr. Clement, <laughs> at Norris District High School. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we used to just make fun of the guy. Like, you guys late for class? Go oh, get out. <laughs> Go get out. Go to the office. <laughs> Who's your C++? <laughs> <laughs> you know that computer game Half-Life? Who your computer times at Half-Life? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, you want to play some weird facts to close it out? Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to do a little, game, a little thing we do every week called Weird Facts. Oh, shit. What are you guys playing? There we go. Okay, we're doing a thing called Weird Facts. You know that, uh, what animal has lived on the earth for 650 million years? And it is the oldest multi-organ animal in the world, even older than the dinosaurs. Alligator. Cow. Christians. And it still exists today. Cow. Sea anemone. No, it's close, though. Uh, water buffalo. Closer. Water buffalo. No, the answer? Crocodile. Rhinoceros. Elephant. Jellyfish. Uh, Jellyfish. Uh, Jellyfish are the oldest things on the earth. Did you know that if uh, a four-second awkward silence in conversation creates a feeling of rejection in the brain? One. No. Two. Three. Four. I won't, I won't let rejection into my brain. You know what? If you made a person... So that means if you were like doing a set and you were just making a person think, you're not, you're not even trying to make them laugh. You just make them think. And they just think about it for four seconds, you feel like a failure. I'll but, remember that. But you've really succeeded. Yeah. Right? I think. I agree. It's normal to fart 12 to 25 times a day. Well, that's high, I think. That's a high 25. number. Oh, are you kidding me? I think it's low. After Live at the Dutch Hall, it's in the hundreds. All the rye and beer. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we got sausage coming out later. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, life. It's my my daughter farts that many times an hour. I swear to God, she's one of the <laughs> world's greatest. I consider her to be the best. I will back her. I will back her like Don King. Like you are the Don King to to <laughs> Ferg's Mike Tyson. I am the fart champion of my daughter. She's the greatest in the world. You know, Einstein was stopped and was often stopped in public. So he would often reply, pardon me, sorry, I'm often mistaken for Professor Einstein. Really? Yeah, yeah, he was a jokester. No, he's a dick. He was a womanizer, wasn't he? And a liar. What, a womanizer? I thought he was a funny dude. (laughs) (laughs) He's Albert fucking Einstein. I'm against him. I don't even think his theory was right. To me, E doesn't equal MC squared at all. No, he got a sheep plus plus. You guys looking at the blackboard with the triangles? Get out. Oh, get out. Get out. You guys show up late for class again, you're fucking out of here. Do you know that happier people tend to be more gullible? So, if, which is basically saying if you're, you're happier if you're stupid. Do you agree with that? I don't believe that. Yeah, no, I'm sad and smart. You're not going to get me, I'm not gullible. <laughs> 
I'm pretty gullible. What do you think, Charters? Do you think you're happier if you're stupid? No, I don't think so. Gullible doesn't equal stupid. Does I it? think so. Why? What's more stupid than gullible? Charters facts. Gullible means you can fool them easy, right? Easily fooled? That means you're a fool. It doesn't mean you're stupid, does it? Okay, fool. I'll take... Fool's worse than stupid. Chambers facts. Then, right? Maybe it is, yeah. What's the worst? Well, anyways, I don't care. But I think... Uh, but I think happy people are... Uh, dumb people are happier than smart people. Yeah, Probably. I think. I think thinking too much makes you unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that does it all because the, the dumb people don't think about anything. They just go through life and don't think about it, so they don't have to f- criticize themselves and hate themselves. Ignorance right. is bliss, man. Yeah, it's bliss. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, people with sarcastic personalities tend to be more honest with their friends. No. Yeah, I, I think that's probably yeah. That's, that makes sense. If you're Why? like a because when people uh, who's more honest with their friends, guys, right? Like unless you have no sense of humor, then you're uh, you're saying just if you have a good sense of humor to me, you're gonna tell your friend your best friend that he's a piece of shit. Yeah, but I always think sarcastic people are hiding something. No, no. But listen to this, listen. Say say you say hey, do you want to go to Jimmy's house? And I say oh yeah, yeah sure, I want to go to Jimmy's. 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 Now you know I don't want to go. Right. right. Through my sarcasm, I'm being honest. You're being honest. Yeah, I'll go to Chibi's house. Oh, good point. Oh, okay. Yeah, now oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> Do you know that Steve Jobs never wrote a single line of pro- programming code? Too busy doing acid. No, yeah. the other dude did it all, right? Wozniak. Yeah, he didn't do fuck all the jobs. I say that he's well overrated. Job. No, he he was, just got he people to be. He got smart people to do things. He was a business guy. He was the turtleneck of the fucking operation. Oh, but the other guy was a straight up hippie, like actually out there with a soldering gun and a piece of plywood. Yeah, making things happen, right? Making shit happen. Okay, this is the last one we're gonna end with. Do you know that if you play radio static and cut a ping pong ball in half? Tape it, tape the halves over your eyes and lie down, you'll start to hallucinate. Are you serious? That's what it says on Weird Facts. No, no, that's if you're already hallucinating, you're probably going to be putting nope. ping pong tables over I'm your t- eyes. This, this says no pre can re- no, no pre. We have to try it. What's the process again? Yeah. How do you get radio static? I will be the guinea pig on a future. Yeah, I'll do it too, yeah. man. We gotta do it. We gotta go put radio static on. Where do you get radio you, static? You go to radio like a shit. station, a station that doesn't have a radio station. Pine Grove. You go to like Nordell anywhere Cable. here. Pine Grove. Yeah. You try to catch a Toronto station from Pine Grove. Okay. And then it goes. Okay. You know radio static. Yeah. And then you listen to that, but you cut a ping pong ball in half. You tape it over your eyelids. And you just sensory, lie down. Sensory deprivation. Listen to listen to radio static and you will hallucinate. Oh. Jazz. Me well, and Ferg are gonna do it. No, you could do that just if you just put a blanket <laughs> yeah, over your fucking eyes. Nope. In a dark, cold, dark room. Yeah. You go to sleep. It's meditate. It's talking about hospitals dream. again. Yeah. That's called sleepy time. Meditate. You're on drugs, Jazz. Man. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Prescribe. Jasmine yeah. facts. <laughs> Well, that's it, everybody. And I want to thank my guests, Tyler Shazma and Matt Ferguson, for coming in. Thanks for having us. I'd like to thank Nocturnal Emissions and Brayden Akuman for being the best band in podcast history. I thank my brother and bartender, Paul Van Dyke, for being everything that he is. And I thank my listeners at home for being the best listeners in ever. I'll say the podcast history, right? Sure. The, the few of you that are out there digging it in. And if you want to give me feedback, you know how to do it. Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Also, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. But until then, I'm Pete Van Dyke. We will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it, boys.
All right, all right. Woo! That's all facts.